Letter twenty of the Borough by George Crabbe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Letter twenty. The Poor of the Borough. Ellen Orford. Patience and sorrow strove. Who should express her goodliest? Shakespeare. No charms she now can boast. Tis true, but other charmers wither too and she is old the fact i know and old will other heroines grow but not like them has she been laid in ruined castle sore dismayed where naughty man and ghostly sprite filled her pure mind with awe and dread stalked around the room put out the light and shook the curtains round her bed no cruel uncle kept her land no tyrant father forced her hand she had no vixen virgin aunt without whose aid she could not eat and yet who poisoned all her meat with gibe and sneer and taunt yet of the heroine she'd a share she saved a lover from despair and granted all his wish in spite of what she knew and felt was right but heroine then no more she owned the fault and wept and prayed and humbly took the parish aid and dwelt among the poor footnote eleven the life of ellen orford though sufficiently burdened with error and misfortune has little in it besides which resembles those of the unhappy men in the preceding letters and is still more unlike that of grimes in a subsequent one there is in this character cheerfulness and resignation a more uniform piety and an immovable trust in the aid of religion this with the light texture of the introductory part will i hope take off from that idea of sameness which the repetition of crimes and distresses is likely to create the widow's cottage blind ellen one hers not the sorrows or adventures of heroines what these are first described deserted wives rash lovers courageous damsels in desolated mansions in grievous perplexity these evils however severe of short duration ellen's story her employment in childhood first love first adventure its miserable termination an idiot daughter a husband care and business without success the man's despondency and its effect their children how disposed of one particularly unfortunate fate of the daughter ellen keeps a school and is happy becomes blind loses her school her consolations observe yon tenement apart and small where the wet pebbles shine upon the wall where the low benches lean beside the door and the red paling bounds the space before where thrift and lavender and lads love bloom that humble dwelling is the widow's home there live a pair for various fortunes known but the blind ellen will relate her own yet ere we hear the story she can tell on prouder sorrows let us briefly dwell i've often marvelled when by night by day i've marked the manners moving in my way and heard the language and beheld the lives of lass and lover goddesses and wives that books which promise much of life to give should show so little how we truly live to me it seems their females and their men are but the creatures of the author's pen nay creatures borrowed and again conveyed from book to book the shadows of a shade life if they'd search would show them many a change 
the ruin sudden and the misery strange with more of grievous base and dreadful things than novelists relate or poet sings but they who ought to look the world around spy out a single spot in fairy ground where all in turn ideal forms behold and plots are laid and histories are told time have i lent i would their debt were less to flowery pages of sublime distress and to the heroine's soul-distracting fears i early gave my sixpence and tears often have i travelled in these tender tales to darnley cottages and maple vales and watched the fair one from the first-born sigh when henry passed and gazed in passing by till i beheld them pacing in the park close by a coppice where twas cold and dark when such affection with such fate appeared want and a father to be shunned and feared without employment prospect cot or cash that i have judged the heroic souls were rash now shifts the scene the fair in tower confined in all things suffers but in change of mind now wooed by greatness to a bed of state now deeply threatened with a dungeon's gate till suffering much and being tried enough she shines triumphant maid temptation proof then was i led to vengeful monks who mix with nymphs and swains and play unpriestly tricks then viewed banditti who in forest wide and cavern vast indignant virgins hide who hemmed with bands of sturdiest rogues about find some strange succour and come virgins out i've watched a wintry night on castle walls i've stalked by moonlight through deserted halls and when the weary world was sunk to rest i've had such sights as may not be expressed lo that chateau the western tower decayed the peasants shun it they are all afraid for there was done a deed could walls reveal or timbers tell it how the heart would feel most horrid was it for behold the floor was stain of blood and will be clean no more hark to the winds which through the wide saloon and the long passage send a dismal tune music that ghosts delight in and now heed yon beauteous nymph who must unmask the deed see with majestic sweep she swims alone through rooms all dreary guided by a groan though windows rattle and though tapestries shake and the feet falter every step they take mid moans and gibing sprites she silent goes to find a something which will soon expose the villainies and wiles of her determined foes and having thus adventured thus endured fame wealth and lover are for life secured much have i feared but am no more afraid when some chaste beauty by some wretch betrayed is drawn away with such distracted speed that she anticipates a dreadful deed not so do i let solid walls impound the captive fair and dig a moat around let there be brazen locks and bars of steel and keepers cruel such as never feel with not a single note the purse supply and when she begs let men and maids deny be windows those from which she dares not fall and help so distant tis in vain to call still means of freedom will some power devise and from the baffled ruffian snatch his prize 
to northern wales in some sequestered spot i've followed fair louisa to her cot where then a wretched and deserted bride the injured fair one wished from man to hide till by her fond repenting belleville found by some kind chance a straying of a hound he at her feet craved mercy nor in vain for the relenting dove flew back again there's something rapturous in distress or oh could clementina bear her lot of woe or what she underwent could maiden undergo the day was fixed for so the lover sighed so knelt and craved he couldn't be denied when tale most dreadful every hope adieu for the fond lover is the brother too all other griefs abate this monstrous grief has no remission comfort or relief four ample volumes through each page disclose good heaven protect us only woes on woes till some strange means afford a sudden view of some vile plot and every woe adieu now should we grant these beauties all endure severest pangs they've still the speediest cure before one charm be withered from the face except the bloom which shall again have place in wedlock ends each wish in triumph all disgrace and life to come we fairly may suppose one light bright contrast to these wild dark woes these let us leave and at her sorrows look too often seen but seldom in a book let her who felt relate them on her chair the heroine sits in former years the fair now aged and poor but ellen orford knows that we should humbly take what heaven bestows my father died again my mother wed and found the comforts of her life were fled her angry husband vexed through half his years by loss and troubles filled her soul with fears their children many and twas my poor place to nurse and wait on all the infant race labour and hunger were indeed my part and should have strengthened an erroneous heart sore was the grief to see him angry come and teased with business make distress at home the father's fury and the children's cries i soon could bear but not my mother's sighs for she looked back on comforts and would say i wronged thee ellen and then turn away thus for my age's good my youth was tried and this my fortune till my mother died so amid sorrow much and little cheer a common case i passed my twentieth year for these are frequent evils thousands share an equal grief the like domestic care then in my days of bloom of health and youth one much above me vowed his love and truth we often met he dreading to be seen and much i questioned what such dread might mean yet i believed him true my simple heart and undirected reason took his part can he who loves me whom i love deceive can i such wrong of one so kind believe who lives but in my smile who trembles when i grieve he dared not marry but we met to prove what sad encroachments and deceits has love weak that i was when he rebuked withdrew i let him see that i was wretched too when less my caution i had still the pain of his or mine own weakness to complain 
happy the lovers classed alike in life or happier yet the rich endowing wife but most aggrieved the fond believing maid of her rich lover tenderly afraid you judge the event for grievous was my fate painful to feel and shameful to relate ah sad it was my burden to sustain when the least misery was the dread of pain when i have grieving told him my disgrace and plainly marked indifference in his face hard with these fears and terrors to behold the cause of all the faithless lover cold impatient grown at every wish denied and barely civil soothed and gratified peevish when urged to think of vows so strong and angry when i spake of crime and wrong all this i felt and still the sorrow grew because i felt that i deserved it too and begged my infant stranger to forgive the mother's shame which in herself must live when known that shame i soon expelled from home with a frail sister shared a hovel's gloom there barely fed what could i more request my infant slumberer sleeping at my breast i from my window saw his blooming bride and my seducer smiling at her side hope lived till then i sank upon the floor and grief and thought and feeling were no more although revived i judged that life would close and went to rest to wonder that i rose my dreams were dismal wheresoe'er i strayed i seemed ashamed alarmed despised betrayed always in grief in guilt disgraced forlorn mourning that one so weak so vile was born the earth a desert tumult in the sea the birds affrighted fled from tree to tree obscured the setting sun and everything like me but heaven had mercy and my need at length urged me to labour and renewed my strength i strove for patience as a sinner must yet felt the opinion of the world unjust there was my lover in his joy esteemed and i in my distress as guilty deemed yet sure not all the guilt and shame belong to her who feels and suffers for the wrong the cheat at play may use the wealth he's won but is not honoured for the mischief done the cheat in love may use each villain art and boast the deed that breaks the victim's heart four years were past i might again have found some erring wish but for another wound lovely my daughter grew her face was fair but no expression ever brightened there i doubted long and vainly strove to make some certain meaning of the words she spake but meaning there was none and i surveyed with dread the beauties of my idiot maid still i submitted oh tis meet and fit in all we feel to make the heart submit gloomy and calm my days but i had then it seemed attractions for the eyes of men the sober master of a decent trade o'erlooked my errors and his offer made reason assented true my heart denied but thou i said shalt be no more my guide when wed our toil and trouble pains and care of means to live procured us humble share five were our sons and we though careful found our hopes declining as the year came round 
for i perceived yet would not soon perceive my husband stealing from my view to grieve silent he grew and when he spoke he sighed and surly looked and peevishly replied pensive by nature he had gone of late to those who preached of destiny and fate of things foredoomed and of election grace and how in vain we strive to run our race that all by works and moral worth we gain is to perceive our care and labour vain that still the more we pay our debts the more remain that he who feels not the mysterious call lies bound in sin still grovelling from the fall my husband felt not our persuasion prayer and our best reason darkened his despair his very nature changed he now reviled my former conduct he reproached my child he talked of bastard slips and cursed his bed and from our kindness to concealment fled for ever to some evil change inclined to every gloomy thought he lent his mind nor rest would give to us nor rest himself could find his son suspended saw him long bereft of life nor prospect of revival left with him died all our prospects and once more i shared the allotments of the parish poor they took my children too and this i know was just and lawful but i felt the blow my idiot maid and one unhealthy boy were left a mother's misery and her joy three sons i followed to the grave and one oh can i speak of that unhappy son would all the memory of that time were fled and all those horrors with my child were dead before the world seduced him what a grace and smile of gladness shone upon his face then he had knowledge finally would he write study to him was pleasure and delight great was his courage and but few could stand against the slate and vigour of his hand the maidens loved him when he came to die no not the coldest could suppress a sigh here i must cease how can i say my child was by the bad of either sex beguiled worst of the bad they taught him that the laws made wrong and right there was no other cause that all religion was the trade of priests and men when dead must perish like the beasts and he so lively and so gay before ah spare a mother i can tell no more interest was made that they should not destroy the comely form of my deluded boy but pardon came not damp the place and deep where he was kept as they'd a tiger keep for he unhappy had before them all vowed he'd escape whatever might befall he'd means of dress and dressed beyond his means and so to see him in such dismal scenes i cannot speak it cannot bear to tell of that sad hour i heard the passing bell slowly they went he smiled and looked so smart yet sure he shuddered when he saw the cart and gave a look until my dying day that look will never from my mind away oft as i sit and ever in my dreams i see that look and they have heard my screams now let me speak no more yet all declared that one so young in pity should be spared and one so manly 
on his graceful neck that chains of jewels may be proud to deck to a small mole a mother's lips have pressed and there the cord my breath is sore oppressed i now can speak again my elder boy was that year drowned a seaman in a hoy he left a numerous race of these would some in their young troubles to my cottage come and these i taught an humble teacher i upon their heavenly parent to rely alas i needed such reliance more my idiot girl so simply gay before now wept in pain some wretch had found a time depraved and wicked for that coward crime i had indeed my doubt but i suppressed the thought that day and night disturbed my rest she and that sick pale brother but why strive to keep the terrors of that time alive the hour arrived the new the undreaded pain that came with violence and yet came in vain i saw her die her brother too is dead nor owned such crime what is it that i dread the parish aid withdrawn i looked around and in my school a blessed subsistence found my winter calm of life to be of use would pleasant thoughts and heavenly hopes produce i loved them all it soothed me to presage the various trials of their riper age then dwell on mine and bless the power who gave pains to correct us and remorse to save yes these were days of peace but they are past a trial came i will believe alas i lost my sight and my employment gone useless i live but to the day live on those eyes which long the light of heaven enjoyed were not by pain by agony destroyed my senses fail not all i speak i pray by night my rest my food i take by day and as my mind looks cheerful to my end i love mankind and call my god my friend end of letter twenty